Hello, my name is Maddie. And I'm Hannah. We are Reading Partners in Crime. We investigate a real-life case using advice from murder mystery authors. We review a book, find the sleuthing tips, and hopefully solve the case. Welcome to the Unsolved Case of the Missing Salmon. Perfecto. Hola. Ciao, mi amiga. <laughs> well, ciao, mi amiga, but also bonsoir à soi. This is so confusing, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? The language thing is tricky. Yeah. So today we are, from a mystery perspective, in Canada, but in Quebec. Oui. Oui. Bon. Bon. Where they speak François. No. <laughs> Francais. Francais. So François is a name. Just a name. They speak François. They speak François. <laughs> But we're physically in Tenerife, so it really I can't think is of the right word for a that. well. Ciao, ciao. I would say is used across Europe. Hmm, intriguing. What to say hello? Well, it's just to go to hello goodbye, isn't it? Mm. People have said ciao to us here. Yeah, same actually. Mm. It's confusing because it does mean hello and goodbye, like aloha. Like aloha, yeah. Like the debate in Miss Congeniality. Yeah, that's very true. So what should we go with? Should we go with the mystery? We should probably go stick to the mystery language. Stick to the mystery, but essentially just throwing it out there to our knees. We're on tour. We're on tour, yeah. It's not just the two of us. We've also got our hombres with us. (laughs) (laughs) We should have worked out how to say him indoors, but in Spanish. Yeah, I haven't covered that in in beginner level yet. Okay, well, we've got the hombres with us. Yes. But, yeah. you know, they're not they're not here right now, are they? No. No. But it's bonsoir for bonsoir. our book. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do feel, do you feel this, that when I go somewhere abroad, yeah. I really quickly am like in in with the language in a way that is in my brain quite quickly. Mm. Even though I obviously clearly can't speak or understand it. It's just like the sounds. <laughs> but it means that I forget how to speak any of the languages I actually can speak. Like Italian. Like Italian, yeah. So, for example, here we are in Tenerife. I'm sort of around the Spanish language a lot, but I can't really speak Spanish. But it's similar to Italian, which I can speak a bit of. And it means I forget all my Italian, because it sort of merges mm. with what I'm seeing around me. Yes, well, I can empathise with this. Excellent. Because I was editing the previous episode, Blue Night, Blauer Nacht. We were speaking a lot of German, <laughs> and it was the same day that I had a Spanish lesson. Excellent. I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Did we, you acknowledge this with your Spanish teacher? No, I didn't, because I, was, I just was just like, I need zone. to just yeah. be in the zone yeah, for Espanol. But I was very worried that I was just going to go in and go, Buenas tag. <laughs> A good mashup, I think. Yes. So in summary, we're away. We're away. Books. But if you also want to go away, <laughs> but you don't want to even leave your home, then... Look no further. Look no further. You can go to Canada, to Quebec, with Still Life Still by Life. Louise Penny. More on that later. Right, sorry. I picked it up to chat. It's obviously mystery business. Mystery business. What's that in... French, not Spanish. Bus- business de mystoire. <laughs> oh, it's going to be too much for me to on Google Translate. I'll have to go to French. It's, no, no, it's no. not worth it. It's not worth it. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Anyway, um, yes, mystery business. Mystery, mystery business. business actually links to something that you were saying about the response of French people to your marriage. Ah, to my nuptials. To your yes. nuptials. Oui. And you said that it was your experience 
that the, the French people that you know yeah. seem to love love. Vive l'amour. Yeah. It's what the phrase that they used frequently. Vive l'amour. And this episode is actually going to be our Valentine's Valentine, of course. episode. Yes. It's coming out after Valentine's Day on the 19th of February. So this piece of mystery business is relevant to Valentine's Day. Lovely. Is an article which is called TV Genres to Cement Your Relationship. Oh, love so, that. to start out with, I would like you to have a guess mm. at how many Brit- Britons in long-term relationships think that settling down to watch television programmes together has helped to strengthen their bond. Is this a, sorry, percentage? A percentage. Ooh. Um, the poll was by LG Electronics, <laughs> if that affects your guess. Oh, well, now you've said that. Um, <laughs> I actually think it would be higher than others might. other people might think. I'm going to say... 25%. 67? 67%. What? Two thirds. So. That's so high. <laughs> they then asked people to name the top 10 genres Amazing. to get to know a partner best. So I would like you to tell me where in the top 10 did crime feature? So crime. Crime television. Yeah. And what percentage of people said crime? This is top crime was their top, their top one. This is really quality MB, I must say. And I'm talking about 100% now. You know, like okay, 100% fine. 100% of the people who said 67%. Yeah. So it's the what percentage of the people who said yes said crime? Yes. Ooh, okay. I think crime would be quite high because I think you can curl up if you're scared. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. some, some people will get the willies watching some crime. I know I do, watching Jonathan Creek. Yeah. Terrifying. Two, there is some potentially joint working out together. Yeah, joint sleuthing. Sleuthing, that's the right word. Yeah. Brings you together. Um, also, with my beloved, uh, I would say we watch a bit of crime. Well, that's probably one of the top genres for us, mm. for us to watch together. Okay. So I'm maybe a bit biased. So I would say top three. No. Not even top three. I was surprised it wasn't top wow. three for all of the reasons that you I've provided. Oh, you tried to use my new. <laughs> yeah, so not the top three. I, I will tell you that the number one genre was comedy. Okay, I could see that. Because there was like, you know, laughing together is very bonding. But mm-hmm. then I also don't know if I would say comedy TV is very bonding. Laughing together is separate to watching, isn't it? <laughs> but I see, we, I see, I could sort of see it. Is it top five? No, it's not even top five. Top ten. Although, okay, I'm going to throw in another curveball. Throw in a curveball. Yeah, yeah. That although it's top ten, three genres all came in together. Level joint at eight. Was it number eight? No, seven. Seven. Ten percent. Wow. Ten people. Is that it? Yeah. Said that the TV genre (laughs) that they would use to get to know a partner. I would want to know very much how they sleep. (laughs) <laughs> before I select them as my long-term beloved. What, um, I don't know if I could even name ten genres. Well, Drama? I, I think it's, a, it's quite a surprising selection. The top <laughs> two, comedy yeah. fine, okay, but yeah. number two, documentary. That's not, a, that's not a genre. Then drama, then quiz or game show, news. News? And number five. <laughs> so more Just curling people. up tonight for some news, is it? More people want to watch the news. To get partner. to know their partner better Bizarre. than want to watch a bit of Poirot. <laughs> Absolutely. That's actually ludicrous. Yeah, ludicrous. Well, staying on the theme of Valentine's Day, <laughs> yes. 
we're talking here it's not all about romantic love uh, it's not sometimes it's also about people's love of podcasts oh I thought you were going to say for each other as in me and you oh yeah we can have platonic yeah but, <laughs> oh yeah sure sure sure. <laughs> sure 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 but I was doing I more wanted to do a link oh yeah okay to a fan oh lovely I yeah. thought it would be nice that's nice yeah so we want to do a shout out to Selvi. Selvi, we're not sure who you are. We don't think we've met you in IRL. In IRL, but we are very thankful for the lovely comments that you have left us on Spotify. We are sort of, I don't know how to say, how do you say we in French? Nous? Nous. Yeah, okay. Nous sommes. Nous sommes désolés. We are sorry. <laughs> We've only just discovered them now. Yeah. However, Selvi, if you are listening or écouté to <laughs> this episode, then send us an email. Get in touch, to get in touch. Yeah, get in touch. Missingsalmoncase at gmail.com. <laughs> and we'll send you, we're going to send you a book, Selvi, because that yeah. is, is lovely to come across. Happy Valentine's to so, you, yes. Selvi. <laughs> a treat. A treat. Okay, have you got any other mystery business? No other MB, other than to say, I feel like we didn't really acknowledge how joyous it is that we are away. Oh, it is great. It's nice, isn't it? It is nice, yeah. That's it. That's it. It's nice to be here. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, but let's circle back. Yeah, move on. To today's novel. And we're in Canada. I don't know if we said this already, but just in case we haven't. We're reading a book from Canada because Canada is one of our top five listener countries. So if you're listening in Canada right now, thank you. And we've selected Still Life by Louise Penny as the representative for Canadian crime. I thought you were going to say representative for Canada, which felt very Eurovision. (laughs) The representative for Canada is Louise Louise Penny. Penny. Do you know, it was never the same after Wogan left, I think. Um, Eurovision. He had such a way about him. No, but Graham does it now. Yeah, I mean, he's still very good, but Wogan was just hysterically devastating. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I believe this was yours. It was. This was your, your selection. Why did you choose this book? Okay, so one of the reasons that I chose this book is Louise Penny has been mentioned a number of times by Amis of the show. Oh. I think... More do you need for a reason. ...that someone may actually have even recommended... <gasps> still life and I just sort of stored it away and I thought oh if we we will get there eventually and then ah Canada that's it there it is (laughs) (laughs) there was such a a momentum to that that I thought there'd be more no that's it that's Um, it and do you want to give a little summary yes I do I read it a while ago so I will be leaning (laughs) quite heavily on the blab so Chief Inspector Armand Gamache lovely French name name. and his team of investigators are called to the scene of a suspicious death in a rural village south of Montreal and yet a world away oh whoever's writing this blurb really (laughs) went for a bit of no a bit of flourish pizzazz yeah pizzazz Jane Neal a local fixture in the tiny hamlet of Three Pines do you think being described as a fixture as a person is weird like when someone says you're part of the furniture yeah and they think it's a compliment but I don't think it is no no anyway Jane Neil has been found dead in the woods on Thanksgiving morning. The locals are certain it's a tragic hunting accident mm. and nothing more. But Gamash, Gamash, how do you actually pronounce it? I was pronouncing pronounce it in it? my head as Gamash. Yeah, yeah. Gamash smells something foul this holiday <laughs> season. It was the feces, no. <laughs> 
And this was an award-winning debut novel yeah. for Louise Penny. So introducing this character, uh, this investigator, Armand Gomash, who is described as a 21st century version of... Drumroll! Well, well. Akio Poirot! Big man. Maybe we'll discuss that. Maybe we will. Thank you, that was an excellent summary. Excellent reading. <laughs> yes, peppered with comments. <laughs> and what did you think? I've also got notes today. Wow! Whoa, whoa, so whoa. professional. I know. It's only taken till season five. <gasps> you did not say that. No, I haven't had notes on occasion. <laughs> oh no, I meant us collectively. The right, I meant me. Situation. No, it's more often me that doesn't. Mm. Anyway, anyway. What did you think? I enjoyed it. I liked Armand Gamache. I can sort of see the comparison to Poirot, but overall he's sort of softer. Much softer. Much softer. Yeah, much softer. So to give an insight into his character, he likes drinking ginger beer. That's his drink of choice. He's not a tortured soul. Not at all. And no. Poirot does have an element of, of tortured soul. He's very, you know, he's quite happy with his lot. I very much enjoyed when he was quite excited that he woke up and his digital clock had all the same numbers. Bless, yeah. He was like, what that is a nice. That is a nice moment when it happens, mm. would agree. And his detecting approach, I don't think is anything like Poirot's. So the more I'm talking, the more I think he's not... I don't think he really is that much... Like there is, he's there also is, a police officer as well. He's a police officer, yeah. I, he, I also, there is a component which we can get to that uh, solving the case has a psychological component to it, mm-hmm. which is very Poirot. But I also would say he wasn't the only one that drove that. No, he actually, and he talks about his approach to detecting, and he says it's quite simple. Yeah. He just says that he sits, he does the active listening... And he observes people's choices. Yeah. So he doesn't create that idea of like, oh, I'm a genius. I'm no, the only one who can do it. Not at all. He just suggests, oh, well, anyone could anyone do Anyone could. And he likes to share his to. knowledge with others, which I like. Yeah. He has this like set of rules that he shares with his juniors. Yes. So I liked that. And I would say other things that I liked about still life were mainly character-based. I thought the characters were wonderful. Shout out for Grouchy Ruth, (laughs) the poet, the famous poet, who just sort of goes around the village and thumps her cane at things. And she grudgingly says that she won't do it (laughs) to Gamash after he tells her off. I obviously laughed out loud at one moment. Would you like to guess the moment where was I had it? a real chuckle? <laughs> okay, I, because you gave me a pre-warning that there was a moment, I had a, I had my eyes aware open, which meant I think there were a few moments I thought it could be. <laughs> but I think it might have been the brunch chat. Yes, so there are two <laughs> characters called uh, Olivier and Gabri who run... <laughs> a bed and brunch and they go to great pains to make it really clear <laughs> that it's bed brunch, and brunch. not breakfast <laughs> but uh, Gabri does sort of compromise and say that he will make the brunch at breakfast time <laughs> yeah, for yeah. the police officers yeah yeah because they've got stuff to do because they've got yeah. stuff to do but he goes on and on about it is brunch <laughs> yeah and he's also very clear as we've discussed at length about the items that are included in brunch specifically eggs pancakes that kind of fair 
so that did that did make me make me laugh. So that's just sort of a, a starter for what's ten? Ten. Dees, oh, dees. But I'll, I'll bat over oh. to you. See your thoughts. Merci. Largely, yes, I agree with your summary. The characters I thought were very well rounded. Mm-hmm. Very vivid, very rich characters. I was also tickled because I realised from the off this particular setup is like your absolute worst nightmare. Yep, it is indeed. <laughs> Just like outcropping of villagers who all know each other <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. I thought there were some lovely moments, some comedy, some beautiful, for example. Yes, agreed. The introduction around the preciousness of life. She comes to her writing career late in life. And she thinks that she's sort of failed because by the age of like 35 or something, she's not she's not done what she wanted to do, which was right. She's not met the person that she wants to settle down with. And she's saying like, you know, the traditional timelines for success are not what everybody necessarily... Well, that, that, that's not the be all and end all, which I thought was quite lovely. Well, she has a lovely line at the end of the intro where she says, I know that the real blessing here isn't that I have a book published but that I have so many people to thank. Oh, lovely. So that yeah, that's lovely. very lovely. There also is, uh, in this copy anyway, very early on, mm-hmm. r- right after that introduction, a very beautiful visual aid. Oh! Which I thought was a, you know, high I hopes. didn't have that in my copy. Yeah, which really is, uh, we'll take a picture for the gram, but it meant that I had very high hopes going in. The, like, kind of beautiful things, there were things like, interestingly actually, not dissimilar to our MB chat, a little section about two friends talking about the fact they feel that you can tell a lot about somebody from their bookshelves. You can indeed. And I believe that you can. And the person that whose bookshelves they're looking at has lots of cosy mystery, English mystery, village mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> explain that really badly which I thought was not dissimilar to some of our own bookshelves but I, I do think that is true you can tell much about someone and they, I thought that was very beautiful writing. Then there were lots of things that made me chuckle. For example, some phrases including Victorian piles. <laughs> screw off. Just screw off. Just screw off. Just screw off. Um, and also a return of the phrase, the willies. Gave me the willies. Strong. Very, very happy about that. I do at this point have to uh, <laughs> say that one of my notes was delighted to see a, she gives me the willies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thrilled. Thrilled about that. And also a real highlight was the character who dies, Jane, there's lots of talk about her because she is this fixture. Uh, and one of the things that we hear is that she doesn't really do any melodies for songs that are not What Do We Do With The Drunken Sailor? <laughs> so even like Silent Night, they sang to that tune when and she taught children. Yeah, she's a <laughs> teacher. That. Yeah, love that. So yeah, lots. Of, I thought it was well-rounded characters and lots of kind of fun or lovely moments in the book. Mm-hmm. I would say that the plot, bits I liked, bits I didn't like. I thought yeah. it could have ended a lot earlier. Like it was, a, there was a lot, it was quite long for how mm. actually quite simple the plot was. I think mm. it actually could have made a really excellent short story. Yes, I agree. So on the plot and the mystery itself, did you guess the culprit? Yes. So we, we won't say who it is. Okay, so so did I. At what point, like beginning, middle or end, did you guess? Um, I'd say middle, around halfway through, which I, I do find a bit dissatisfying sometimes because I do want to be fooled. Yes. I thought there was going to be more. Me too. Me too. More, as in more complex. Yes. Yeah. More meat on the bones. More meat on the bones. The meat of the story was with the characters. Yeah. Which just makes sense because this is the first one. Yeah. So establishing the world. I do think 
that setting it in Quebec worked very well as a setting because you have the tensions mm. between yes. the English and the French speakers. L'anglais. L'anglais. And that creates that, okay, so it is a small, mm. tiny village, but there are these wider yeah. tensions at play. And I, I don't know, but I would imagine, surely, that in later books, that yeah. has got to be yeah. some sort of strand that is developed or weaves into I would a imagine. case a bit more substantially than it did for this one, perhaps. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I think it, yeah, I completely agree. Worked as a setting. Have you been to Canada? Yes, I have. Duh, times. Okay. <laughs> both, to, both to Ottawa, so Ontario. But... I have been into the French province of Mm. Quebec. So what did you think about how did the book, did it sort of reflect your experience? Um, Yes and no. I would say no, because I went very much to the city, the big Mm. city, and it's Mm. very bustly and therefore kind of a completely different set of people to who you'd meet living in the rural countryside. Um, But I would say... In terms of the tone of the people, it is a very open place. And I feel like the people in this book, largely, are very open with each other. Largely. When they but sometimes, sometimes not. they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, but the people who are like, I'd say the, the innocents, if you will, largely pretty. Yeah. So that's a yes and no. Have you been? and I think it probably is Armand Gamache uh, says walk with me while laying out some of the details of the case so powerful my, that is my dream <laughs> to say to someone else walk with me walk with me you can say it to me if you like oh, I'm the context as well mm, that okay. I say walk with me and then and I'm like I've got my notepad and I'm like frantically <laughs> like okay I'm writing down everything you say yes you've just bought me a coffee <laughs> yeah <laughs> We'll try and recreate that in the future. I liked that. I did have some questions. Okay. One of my questions was, what are licorice pipes? And indeed, what is the Lee Valley catalogue? Because whatever that is, Peter wants to read it in bed. (laughs) I don't know about the catalogue. Do you think it's like an Argos catalogue? Yes, I sort of see it to be Argos or Avon. Avon lady has come up again. Interesting. So, not 100% sure about that. The licorice pipes, I think, are... You know those, like, stra- um, strawberry pencils that you get? Sweeties. Oh, yes. I think it's like that, but they're licorice-flavoured. Mm. Yeah. That would make sense, the, yeah. the old licorice pipes suggestion. Interestingly, just just remembered, on the, on the Canada trip mm. that I've done previously, I actually have been there for Canadian Thanksgiving, which is obviously present in this book. It's a month earlier. Oh, yeah. that's a good fact. I yes. didn't know that. So whilst the American one, Thanksgiving, it's got, it's got some dark undertones in terms of you know the meaning behind it. Mm. The Canadian one, my understanding from my trip, was more around essentially like the Harvest Festival. Which does make much more sense in yeah. how they celebrate it. Yes, much. Because they just sort of go, go around, around each other's houses, houses with food. some small gifts. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a very lovely affair. I had an excellent time at Thanksgiving in October. But I think people don't really know that. Different times, not the same. 
Hmm. Which does make sense because they are different nations, but yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I, did, I interrupted you there, but no, I just that was a very thought. relevant fact to the situation. It parts of this I did obviously read as a cautionary tale <laughs> of why you should not live in a small village, particularly a small village with an archery club. <laughs> Yeah, they're all excellent at hunting, essentially, aren't they? They're they're all like dab hands with a bow that could kill you. Yeah, which makes it very difficult to work out who it could have been. Because it could have been all of them. Because they work out quite quickly that nearly everyone, including the younger, like the teenagers in the village, could probably have managed it. Dab hands with a bow. Dab hands with a bow. I had a brief brush with archery. Did you? I was actually on publicity for archery. What do you mean? As in, like, his PR for archery and how I was doing it? <laughs> no, no, certainly not that. <laughs> it was PR for the Victorian picnic, <laughs> which used to be a regular attendee. Used to win all the prizes for the fancy dress. We had to stop going after a while so some other families could win. <laughs> but one of the things that they did, they offered archery. Excellent. And there's an amazing photo of me just about to fire wow. an arrow. Lovely. Very cool. I, I think there is something very powerful about a good archery, isn't there? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so have you seen The Princess Diaries too? No, no. Just to fire a, uh, an arrow through a ring and it's on fire and the ring has like then sets a light and as part of this like you know coming of age ceremony very cool i'd love to be able to do that very cool very cool requires a lot of strength doesn't it deceptively so well i mean that was years and years and years ago i haven't done it since not still stacked from (laughs) all your archery days from doing archery um oh i did the thing i did like about this book it it's quite light-hearted. Oh, yeah. It is quite light. There are some quite just sort of fun fun moments. And there was one moment when they he kind of gathers all of the village together to say... This has happened. Do you know what? It is a murder, people. Yeah. And, and he, it's almost... <laughs> he sort of gathers them all together and says, you know, if anyone knows anything, then you need to to speak up mm. and there's just silence but I think if I was there I would have to fight down a really weird <laughs> impulse just to say something like to, to break the silence I don't, I don't know <laughs> but I think in that group situation which is mm. be very high tension high, tense. high emotion and you get the sense that he's he's using obviously that as a technique to see 100%. if someone will will break yeah he does a lot of that, doesn't he? Like letting the silence just happen. Yeah. And then seeing what comes out. Yeah, no, I could I'm see sure that. I can manage it. Even if I was innocent, I knew absolutely nothing. I could see myself doing a nervous laugh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or oh, oh, just going, oh, it was me. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, people. Uh, yeah. And there is, there's, a, there's a funny bit where they have their headquarters <laughs> in the cafe. <laughs> Yeah. Which seems to just be so that they can have these delicious pastries. Constant pastries, yeah. Constant pastries. So they're in this room at the back and they're wanting to sort of observe, Gamash is wanting to observe a conversation between two characters, Clara and Yolandi. So you get this image that is described brilliantly 
of them all at the door, yes. just sort of spying into the cafe. And then someone who works at the cafe just sort of brings a tray. <laughs> and it's like, I know that you're doing some surveillance, but croissant? croissant? Yeah. <laughs> there is another moment where NSYNC oh. is just dismissed by one of the teenagers. Totally. It, they, it's, it's a takedown, isn't it? Really lame. Really uncool, which I'm upset by. <laughs> I like them back in the day. It is. It, it does date it quite a lot because there's references to the Discman a lot. The teenagers yes. listening to his disc, disc man. So this was published in. Let's have a look. Two thousand and five. Whoa, old, old. <laughs> it's not old, is it? But you know, throwback. I did do some research though because there was yeah. part of there were some responses that I was very confused about. Responses to. To people finding out troubling or upsetting news or when they were I see. angry I see. and they appeared to be swearing but the swear words that they were using I thought I never heard these did not know that this was yeah. a swear word and I looked into it and apparently in Quebec they the profanities that they use are known as sacres <laughs> But they're words and expressions related to Catholicism oh, and its liturgy that are used as a strong profanities in Quebec, which is why in this book they say tabernacle. Yeah. And that that is a swear word. No way. In That's interesting. Quebec. And they were saying that the sacres. Mm-hmm. So these religious swear words are considered stronger in Quebec than the foul expressions common to other varieties of French, which centre on sex and excrement. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was you know, learning. Learning, yeah, learning. learning. I was really delighted by the, a reference to something called the Tiffany Tunnel. I've never heard that before. What was what was it? It's essentially like what when I was a child, I learnt it to be called the f- a fairy tunnel. They call it the Tiffany tunnel. It's like when you go down a road and you're driving and it's that both sides of the of the pavement or both sides of the road are trees, so not lined with trees, creating over the top a sort of tree leafy canopy, like an archway. Oh. But while you're but of trees. Yes. I would call that a fairy tunnel. That's what I ch- I was brought up learning. They call it a Tiffany tunnel, which I really like. I refer to it as neither of the things. Oh, go on. Just would call it dappling. Dappling, also Slip lovely. Slip up and go, lovely that's, dappling. That's good dappling. That is, you know, très bien dappling. <laughs> Would you read the, uh, n- another of, in the series? Yes, I think I would. I would also. Yeah. Great. <laughs> okay. Tick. Okay, so en français, oui, oui. un, deux, deux, trois, trois, sept, et sept, deux. <laughs> I can't do it, I can't. I, I, no, no, no. I just, no. Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six, sept, huit, neuf, dix, onze, douze, treize, quatorze. Quatorze. Yeah. Quatorze, yeah. So that's good. Oui. Oui. Okay, one liner. Something about characters, maybe? Yes. Rich characters. They're not actually rich, but rich in depiction. <laughs> yeah, rich characters. Setting. We would read more of Gamash.
So for TV Tattle, it was decided that I would watch the 2013 version of Still Life. And here were my thoughts. Firstly, I was shocked that it was a you, as they showed Jane being killed with Yarrow, and it was quite brutal. Jane was not how I imagined her at all. From the, her, the description in the book, I thought she would be older and frailer. The landscape that they chose for Three Pines was beautiful, especially with all of the autumn, or should that be fall, leaves. The actor playing Armand Gamache's sidekick, Jean something, was really quite dashing. However, overall, the acting was very average, apart from Ruth with her stick. And when Armand says, oh, are you the poet? She quips back with, no, the pole dancer, which I did like. Very oddly, and I'm fairly sure this didn't happen in the book, Gabri pretends to be the priest at Jane's Thanksgiving service, which is weird, but they do all sing The Drunken Sailor. Quite fun. The ending, much like the book actually, went from cosy to terrifying very quickly. So, overall... It was okay. It did have a real made-for-TV, low-budget feel. But they had brunch at the end with roast potatoes. Rogue. Would I recommend it? Mm. If you have Acorn TV and a free afternoon, then sure, it's mildly distracting. But overall... This is definitely a case of the book being far stronger. Okay, there's TV Chattel. Merci beaucoup for joining us for today's discussion of Still Life by Louise Penny. Next time, we will be reading The Bangalore Detectives Club by Harini Najendra. This book is available from your local independent bookshop. For TV Tattle, we will be watching the first episode of D.I. Ray, which is available on ITVX. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we are on Instagram at Missing Salmon Case, or you can send us an email missingsalmoncase at gmail.com This podcast is created, edited and produced by Hannah Knight and Maddie Berry. Our music is sourced from Melody Loops and composed by Jeff Harvey.